0: So the university at large has a department and has a strong support system for our international students, not just specific to the sport management program, but to our international student community. So that's really wonderful. Yep. Um, as a program, I think what we really try to do is we provide all of our students with a lot of opportunities to get engaged. Sometimes that does, it doesn't look the same for everyone. So I always tell, you know, when I, when I work with international students, and it's funny, I was speaking with somebody last week, my-
1: Welcome back to the Sporting World Podcast and today I'm here with Ashley Sloper and first of all, Ashley, thanks for taking the time. How's, how's everything going these days?
0: It's great. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Well, how, how's, how's life
1: in my second home, as I call it, like San Francisco? What's what, What's new there these days?
0: You know, we're heading into March Madness. We are getting ready for baseball season. So lots of fun things happening out here in California, and and we're ready to get the spring and summer underway.
1: Absolutely, yeah. I mean, like, I actually made it kind of like a tradition watching March Madness when I was was studying there. I must admit, it has fallen a bit down after I... Went back to Norway, but you know the time zone is a bit, bit challenging. It's challenging,
0: <laughs> sure.
1: But I do have one, I, I do have one traditional that I always keeps, uh, and that's the, and that's the Super Bowl final. I always wish that. So that's the biggest game of
0: the year here in the United States, so exactly. it's a good one to keep.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Well, we're here. We're not here to talk about the Super Bowl final or the March Madness for that matter. We're going to talk about, you know, your journey into the sport industry, a little bit about your role, obviously, at USF uh, Sport Management Program, and a little bit about, you know, what the program is offering, you know, what makes it unique. And so why don't we just kind of start it from a little bit the beginning, like, talk a bit about, you know, your journey. How, how, how did your kind of journey in the sport industry begin?
0: Yeah, so, you know, I actually am an I'm alum of the USF Sport Management Program. I graduated back in 2012. And when I started my graduate studies, I knew that I wanted to work in the sport industry. I didn't quite know what that meant for me, but I love sports and I love being around athletics and I love competition. So this was something that I knew that I just felt passionate about. And when I thought about my career, I thought I might as well do something that I like to do and be around people that I like to be around. For sure. So I was actually involved with university athletics for about 10 years. And I worked for uh, several different institutions at the collegiate level working with student athletes. And then the opportunity came back to return to USF in my administrative capacity. So I have been back with USF for about five years now, and I am the Associate Director of Administration. So I'm actually at our Southern California campus location. Um, I'm down here in the Los Angeles area, and I assist in operations of our program.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, like I, I wanted to sh- just start a little bit, as you were saying, you're you're obviously an alumni of the program and, and talk a little bit about, you know, how, it, how how did it was for you kind of coming back to the program, joining in a different kind of capacity wow. role. Talk a little bit about that and, and also, you know, the importance of, you know, alumni relationships at USFSM.
0: Absolutely. When I think, when I think back to when I was a student, one of the most critical pieces of my professional growth was the fact that I was connected early on with alumni and faculty members who were working in the sport industry and who really helped me get my first few roles in, in the sports industry. And so as I, you know, matured and I grew I recognized that I really wanted to be in a position where I could facilitate some of those connections and to continue to grow and strengthen the community that helped me right. grow so early on. Yeah. So for me, it was a fun experience coming back to uh, to be in a slightly different role. Yeah. You know, with age and with time, you, you start to see things from a very different perspective. And through my journey, I think I recognized early on that I do love athletics, but I also love education and I love watching students develop and grow Mm -hmm. and explore different uh, future opportunities for themselves. So this is kind of a fun way for me to blend all of those different (laughs) interest areas together. But I think that at USF Sport Management, one of the absolute greatest strengths that we have is our alumni network. Sure. You know, having two campus locations in San Francisco and in the Los Angeles area and having educated students for over 20 years, we have an alumni network of close to 3,000 individuals. Yeah, And so those individuals constantly give back to our community in right. the form of mentorship, in the form of internship and job opportunities. Yeah. And so being the person that can connect the old and the new is very yeah. fun. And it really creates a sense of again community within our program so that when you're a new student joining us you're not alone you have a whole roster of people who are willing to help you and willing to jump in and kind of guide you where you want to go
1: right and and i think i think you're bringing up something important i mean like it might be a bit bit biased as well since i'm an alumna of the program too but i mean like i always thought about this you know uh, and I think most of the listeners here, they, they know me at this time, but, uh, you know, obviously, you know, coming from Norway, you know, studying in the US and I was always kind of, you know, how is, I, I know when I arrived there, I was like uh, very focused on the alumni, right. And how they were kind of, mm-hmm. okay. So the valley valid resource, you know, they're going to help they know kind of like the struggles and I was like well I mean maybe a bit easier when you're American how is it you know coming internationally but I must admit I mean like it it was so easy for me you know to talk to everyone essentially that was an alumni of the program and they were all willing to help regardless if I was from Norway maybe I wouldn't work in the U.S. you know after some years who knew you know so Mm -hmm. so just kind of like having that you know seeing how important that was regardless of you know your background or where you come from i think was a very important step so definitely something i can relate to as well
0: yeah and i think that we all have to recognize that the sport industry is a global industry right this is not something that is centric to the united states and so our alum as they grow and develop they go out, of course, within the state of California, across the United States, but globally as well, to take the concepts that they learn in the classroom and apply them into their own environments. And so we have a strong international alumni network. We have a lot of our domestic students who will actually end up working internationally as well. And that is so important because sport can make a global impact. Sport can make a huge impact in so many ways. And so we would be doing our students a disservice if we only focused on what was happening within the United States.
1: I mean, like, that's why we have sporting global, right?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so I mean, like, obviously, we're going to talk a little further as well about, you know, how the program is working with international students, some initiatives mm-hmm. there. But before we dive into that, uh, you know, Talk a bit about the role that you're having. Obviously, you're the associate director, as, as you were saying. Uh, yeah. What are some of your key responsibilities? What are some of the tasks, primary tasks that you have?
0: So I think some of the key responsibilities that I have are really about, you know, doing some outreach and reaching out to prospective students and, and just educating people about what our program offers. I think, yeah. of course, we want to bring in a great applicant pool each year. And we want to make sure that we have people from diverse backgrounds with diverse interest areas with diverse professional aspirations. So that's probably one of my key components. Um, Second would be the role and the interactions that I have with our current students as they're going through the program. For me, it's very important for students to feel like they have a support system and that they have somebody that they know that they can turn to when they need help. I recall early on in my professional career, you know, there's sometimes just situations that come up and you don't know how to handle them yet. And so having somebody that you can have conversations with about, is this the right job opportunity for me? How do I negotiate a salary, a higher salary? Can you review my resume? Some of those little things that are important to professional development that don't necessarily happen inside of the classroom, that's where I step in and provide some support. And then finally, Creating and strengthening the industry partnerships that I have, particularly down here in the Southern California landscape. Right. Uh, You know, there are so many professional teams, universities, nonprofit organizations, media entities, broadcasts, you know, you have a whole world of the sport industry living here in Southern California. So my role is to build and maintain connections with those partners so that our students have ample opportunities for internships and employment.
1: For sure, yeah. I mean, like, obviously, it makes it makes a lot of sense. And you were saying, as you know, uh, having you know both the campus in the LA area and also one uh, main at the uh, in in San Francisco, and and talk a little bit about you know. As as for for those that are listening here, you know, obviously the the USF Sport Management program is obviously ranked, you know, one of the top ranked programs in the US and also globally. Uh, talk a little bit about what makes you know this program unique. Uh, a little bit about how the program is built up.
0: Yeah, so I think one of I kind of talked about it a little bit earlier, but we have a very strong legacy in that we have a very large alumni network, and we've also been providing our curriculum to students for over 30 years. So in the United States, you would be hard pressed to find any sport organization who did not have a connection to USF sport management. And that is just because our history is so strong and rich of developing sport professionals. We also, like you said, we have two campus locations, which is very, very, very unique. So Mm. we have identical campuses in San Francisco and in Los Angeles that offer identical curriculum. And why this is so critical for our sport management students is that the sport industry is often an industry where you have to be willing to move or relocate where the job opportunities present themselves. And so for the two years that our students are in the program, they really have the flexibility to be looking for jobs and internships throughout the state of California. Because Mm -hmm. if they start, say, like you and Olay in the San Francisco campus, and then a job opportunity in Los Angeles opens up, they right. can just switch campuses to pursue that job opportunity. Right. And I think for our international student population, this is a really exciting opportunity. I have se- I have historically had several international students who have come to our program with the idea that I'm going to spend one year in San Francisco, and then I'm mm. going to spend one year in Los Angeles just to build my network as large as I possibly can, to cast a wide net with job opportunities. And I think yeah. that's a really great strategy for, you know, building your network and 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 really capitalizing on the time that you have in the United States.
1: Right. No, 100%. And I mean, like, it's, it's as you were saying, quite a unique, unique opportunity to have that Absolutely. option, right, to do so. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, like, one of the key things, I mean, like, remembering, Back when I was there was was sort of like how the structure of the curriculum and the classes kind of like were run, right? Because it's, it's a yeah. bit different than perhaps a traditional in terms Very of different. A, a lot of freedom for, you know, getting experience working. Talk a little bit about yes. that, because I think that's one of probably one of the key decision making factors for a lot yes. of people.
0: Yes. So at the University of San Francisco Sport Management, we've designed our curriculum so that students are only in class one evening per week. That's typically going to be Tuesday or Wednesday evenings. Sure. Now, what, why that's important is because we know that experiential learning opportunities and getting your hands dirty, right, in the sport industry is really the best way to advance your career. Right. So we want to make sure that our students have as much opportunity as possible um, to be getting some real world experience. Right. So outside of that one evening a week that you are required to be on campus for classes, you have the flexibility to be working, interning, doing professional development, whatever it is that's going to help you in your path to professional growth. You have that flexibility to be doing so. So it is very different, right? A lot of, most of us come from institutions where you may be taking, you may have to be on campus four or five days a week, Right. And you have to make sure that you're balancing when you have to be on campus versus when you can work versus when you can get some other opportunities. Right. We will provide our students with a schedule the day that they start our program. And that schedule will have every single night that they have to be on campus for two years. So they can really start to plan if you know if somebody wants to travel to another state for right. a Super Bowl to work an internship yeah. opportunity, they can make that, those accommodations. We have a student right now from Spain who went over to Morocco in early January to work some FIFA matches. And he was able to do that because he knew that he just had to be back by Tuesday (laughs) in California. So, you know, that is something that is really important to us. Our students at the graduate level are all full-time status students. So you get to take advantage of that. And the way that we're able to balance full-time status is that you only take one course at a time. Mm. So again, like traditional university settings, you may take three or four classes at a time over the course of a year or a semester. We go and dive really deep into one course at a time so you can focus on that content. And then again, so that you only have to be in classes one evening per week. Right. The classes are accelerated. The time is quick, yeah. right? The the classes matter. go by very fast. They're only about eight weeks in length. However, I like it because as, and I recall this as a student, you know, there were certain subjects that weren't my expert area. Sure. And so even if it's a subject matter that you're not totally interested in, or you don't feel very confident in, yeah. um, you're, the pace is so quick that you're going to move on to something else that will be more interesting to you.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, that, that's obviously a valid point. And I think, you know, one of the key things here is it's just that flexibility, right, for in terms of, you know, the the work opportunities, you know, the travel yeah. opportunities. I mean, I, I mean, like, I remember myself, like, you know, when I was there, one of the first, I think it was like, uh, second or third month, I went on a conference in Washington, D.C., you know, for a few days, you know, just had the opportunity, right? And try mm-hmm. to make the most out of it so you know it took a long weekend learning <laughs> yeah. a little bit as well you know and uh, and make the most out of it so i mean like obviously yeah. it's, it, it's key to have that flexibility and and i wanted to talk a little bit about of course you know for many, and, and you talk a little bit about already having international a lot of international students. You mentioned the student from Spain, among others. So for many, obviously going abroad or into, you know, a new sports market, because obviously, you know, European, American right. sports markets, it's, it's quite different, you know, although there right. are similarities. Um, and it can be quite challenging for a lot of people. So talk a little bit about, you know, how the program itself are working with international students, with, uh, you know, different initiatives, you know, for, also in a sense for the American students, right to kind of get that global picture I mean like you obviously have like um, trips abroad like you know South Africa you can go a little bit more deeper into that but also to just make make it more adjustable for these international students when they are arriving
0: sure yeah so the university at large has a department and has a strong support system for our international students not just specific to the sport management program but to our international student community so that's really wonderful Yep. Um, as a program, I think what we really try to do is we provide all of our students with a lot of opportunities to get engaged. Sometimes that does, it doesn't look the same for everyone. So I always tell, you know, when I when I work with international students, and it's funny, I was speaking with somebody last week, my Spanish student, about what that transition looks like in that first week, two weeks, month of moving to mm-hmm. the United States, because there are so mm-hmm. many cultural factors, there's right. so many... Just there are so much, so many logistics that have to go into relocating, as you know. Ole, I I remember. (laughs) And so, for our international students, I always say, you know, there's there, yes, this is in some ways a race because there is a limited amount of time that you have, but we'll work with all of our international students on what are some of the things that they can do to help prepare themselves. Before they transfer, but also in those first couple weeks and months that you're in the United States, because you want to feel safe and secure in your own environment first. Um, And so we do that by facilitating alumni connections, facilitating student connections, and then, of course, we're a resource Um, in terms of job and internship opportunities. I think one of the things that we do very well is that we as soon as students begin their first class, they are. They receive about seven to 10 emails per week about different internship and job opportunities that present itself. Mm. And so we will provide all of those those opportunities to students. And I really find that I would say 80 to 90 percent of those opportunities do not require that anybody be a domestic student. So as an international student, you do have the opportunity to get a Social Security card number. You do have the opportunity to be compensated for the hours that you do work while you're in the United States. There's some regulations that kind of guide those work restrictions, yep. but our international students are just as able to work in the sport industry when they're here in the U.S.
1: Right. And and talk a bit about, you know, uh, the elective side of things. I mean, like there are some study abroad uh, opportunities. Yes. Uh, you know, I, I've been to one of them, but... Uh...
0: Feel, yes. feel free to talk a bit about that too. Yeah, so, uh, you know, one of the, the strengths, again, of our program is that we don't take a, well, I think the, you know, the majority of the sports we discuss in class are American sports. However, we do, we've always had at least one faculty member on staff who is not from the United States. So, Dr. Michael Goldman is a South African native and he, for the last few years, has been taking students on a global immersive elective course, so it's an optional course, you don't have to take it, but students can go to South Africa for a week to examine the political, the economic, the social impact that sport has on other communities. Prior to South Africa, I had the opportunity to go with uh, Dr. Choi to South Korea. So we've been facilitating these study abroad trips for quite some time. For sure. And we also have uh, Kenneth Kortzen, who is a Danish Danish faculty member, and he teaches periodically for us as well about the global impact of international sport.
1: All right, I mean, like you need, as you were saying, right? Like the sport industry is global. You know, it's important that, you know, all, Factors are involved in that, and I and I guess that that I mean like I remember as well when I you when know, I went on the trip to South Africa, and I mean like it was pretty much me and me and the Americans, <laughs> so it was it was quite quite fun in that regard. Uh, but but yeah, a very unique experience, and uh, you know something that uh, you know I, th- I think we will probably touch upon a little bit at the end in terms of tips, because I mean like obviously you know at the end of the day you know there's all these you know great resources possibilities to explore. But at the end of the day, as you were saying, like there is this race, right? That you have, like you have those two years and maybe, you know, you go home before that or whatever, right? There's, there's always ways in terms of, for international students, but, but in general, right? Like at the end of the day, you know, it is about making the most out of the time when you're there and in the program. And, and that I think leads me quite well to the, to the final question, which, which essentially, you know, goes back to. You know, what tips do you have for for people looking to study a master in sport management? You know, what are some things that people should keep in mind when they're evaluating their options in the market?
0: Yeah, so I think the biggest tip I have is always going to be start networking and start building building your brand, right? And I think that that's so important because the more comfortable you are in initiating conversations with people and just putting yourself out there, the faster you'll be able to kind of build some industry connections. And so Ola, you always were somebody who was fantastic at this. You were always ready to just jump in and say hello. And, you know, you never felt, I never felt that you were hesitant. (laughs) And I think that (laughs) speaks to your tenacity as, you know, somebody who started their own business and really wants to continue to make these connections for people. So, you know, start networking early. Um, the other thing I would say, just tips for people who are looking to start their career in the sport industry is to be open. Right. You know, I think that many of us, when we start our careers in sport, we think of working in one or two positions. And we oftentimes those positions are, uh, they're positions that are further down the road in our professional career. And we have to remember that there are baby steps and there are incremental steps that it Mm -hmm. takes to getting to where you ultimately want to be. And so as you look at opportunities that present itself, have an open mind with what opportunities you are going to explore. I think of a student I had just recently, we work sometimes with the drone racing league, which Mm -hmm. is, you know, drone racing. It's not something that you would typically think of for the sport industry, but it's a highly competitive field yeah, yeah. and they, they facilitate some really major events.
1: Right. And I had
0: a student who volunteered and worked with them and he came back and said, that was the most incredible experience that I've had because of the amount of responsibility that they gave me in this right. role. And it's right. something that he would never have explored had that not been presented to himself or exactly. to him, you know, but yeah. think about how you can take advantage of these opportunities and then learn what you can and then apply those in different fields. Because I think we all want to be the general manager of insert professional organization, <laughs> you know, but there's, <laughs> it, there's a very nonlinear path to, yeah. to those positions. And so you can learn just as much from the drone racing league as right. you would working for the San Francisco 49ers.
1: Right. But, but I think, I think you're touching upon probably something that I i believe is one of the key things for any sports student or people that want to work in the sport industry right and and that's sort of like you're it, it's very easy to kind of look at the biggest players in the league mm-hmm. or in the Absolutely. in the industry right and you're like oh, i want to work the olympics i want to work the world cup i want to work you know for any top team that is yeah. that is in the bay area or la or whatever right and And then you kind of you know realizes that well, first of all, there's extremely high competition for for those roles. And yes. second of all, you know, because there are they are so professional in some cases, especially very early starting point. You know the responsibility you get. You know maybe it, it's not a lot, right? So yeah. it's sort of like you know the opportunity to explore smaller organizations. I mean, like even throwing in our own startup, right? And 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 kind of the spaces where we're growing. Like in most cases, you get much more you know hands on experience or responsibility yes. because they don't have as many people. To To help them, right? And that opens totally. up also a lot more opportunities to perhaps, you know, if you do a great job there, maybe a job opportunity opens up, right? And right. you essentially know who they're going to end up picking at the end of the day. So it's about that kind of mindset of being, as you were saying, open, right? To, mm-hmm. to exploring the market, exploring the opportunities, and essentially see, okay, maybe this might lead something yeah. down the road.
0: Yeah. And I think sometimes it's also, you know, sometimes people know exactly what they want to do and they have a very laser focus to what career, what they want to accomplish. But for many of us, we have an idea of what we want to do long term, but we don't really know what that is. And that's perfectly okay. And through this exploration and through this trial and error of different experiences, I think it's almost as important to know what you don't like to do as it is what you do want to do because it makes that process a lot easier. If you know that you don't like to talk to people and if you're not somebody who's very extroverted, there are certain positions that maybe you can inherently say, okay, yeah. I tried it. This is what I don't like about that job or that yeah. career field. Sure. Um, I'm going to move on to something else.
1: Yeah. And I mean, like, and I think also, you know, just just from a personal experience too. And I mean, like, maybe you don't know this or not, but from from my side, I mean, I mean, like, I never had a plan of starting my own company It was never, mm. never my plan. So, but, but I always said like, you know, if something unique comes up and the, you know, the passion of drive was there, you know, why should I say no? And wow. that's essentially, you know, sporting Lolo came to life and it was an opportunity I took, right. But I never planned, it was never a plan of mine to, to start my own company, but it happened. So, you know, we're still here.
0: It happens, right? And I think some of the best things in life happen like that. I wish we all had a crystal ball to say like, this is exactly what's going to happen to me tomorrow, next week, a month from now and a year from now. But we don't. And so having the flexibility to pivot, having the flexibility to look at things from a different perspective and say, this is what I could learn from this. And let's try it and, and, and continue to grow from there.
1: Awesome. So with that Ashley, I would like to thank you, you know, so much for for taking the time, you know, for sharing your tips, your insights, a lot of cool stuff about the USF Sport Management Program course if you guys want to learn more of course you can always you know follow their page check out you know the programs that they have at sportingglobal.com as well and obviously at their their website um and uh you know for you that have been there all the way at the end you make sure to like the video subscribe as well so you get weekly tips from leaders and professionals like Ashley sharing their tips and insights with you every week so make sure to do that and of course if you haven't signed up at sportingglobal.com make sure to do that it's free so, you know, join the community and start building your network and find great opportunities and program in the sport industry. So with that actually, uh, I have one final uh, what can I say it's like a podcast tradition here. I know like maybe okay. at this point you you, you you might know it but I have to, I have to teach you a little bit Norwegian. That's Okay. <laughs> so that's that's the tradition we have now. It's like 156 episodes and counting, everyone has to say it.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness, I have Cousins in Bergen, so I hope that they don't yeah, there hear you go. me for this.
1: Nah, you, you're gonna be fine, I'm sure. So, with every video we do, we always finish with vi snakkes, which means see you later in Norwegian. So that's what you have to say.
0: Okay, vi snakkes.
1: There you go. Easy. All right. see? great.
0: <laughs> Thank you so much for having me, Ole. It was a pleasure speaking and and love having these conversations with some of our standout alumni.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much, Ashley, and for the rest of you, as always, please not kiss. <laughs>